Well, hello. My name's uh, Chris, <clears throat> and uh, I'd like to welcome each one of you very warmly to this uh, weekend retreat, which is uh, titled Awakening to Freedom. And for some of you here, it's a welcome back, because you've, you've been to Gaia House several times before. And for other people, it's an especial welcome because this is your first time on retreat, your first time at Gaia House, and even in some cases, your first time meditating. So really warm welcome to you, whether you're in, uh, you regard yourself as uh, experienced at this or a complete beginner. It's really great to see each of you here. And um, now that you are here, I just really would encourage you to relax, to, to get comfortable, to notice, as you're sitting here now, just notice in your body if you're holding any tensions or stuff that's left over from your journey through the wind and the rain to get to uh, this remote place. And just let it go and see if you can breathe it out. Feel yourself sitting on the cushion and just ease yourself into being here. Uh, and you might also just take a, a moment or two just to have a look around this room where we're going to be spending quite a lot of time together over these next few days. And um, have a look around the other people who we're here with. And uh, some faces some of you will know and some will be new. And we thought also it would be good, just as a, another way of helping us each to arrive, just if we each said our name, not all at once, obviously, but in turn, just each saying our name, just to enter this space more fully together. So if that's okay, we'll just go around now and just say your first name, if that's okay. So, I'm Chris. Caroline. Charlie. Sorry. I'm Pascal. Pascal, great. Okay. Andrew. sort of activity is doing it amongst other people who are also seeking to be more present and be more awake and seeking to, to use this form. So really I'd encourage you to feel part of a group who have some intentions that you share. Maybe at a most basic level the intention to be more happy. The intention maybe to suffer less. And the intention to use this as a vehicle for doing so. And it's really good when you arrive at a retreat like this, just to ask yourself, why have I come? 
What is it that's led you to sign up for this slightly weird experience? I mean, maybe, maybe you felt like you needed some, some time out. Or you thought the idea of meditating would be interesting. Or perhaps the basketball weekend was booked up. Or your friend was going and you thought it might be quite a good idea to hang along. And maybe also, you've come in part because you sense in yourself a potential to live with more aliveness, with more depth, with more open-heartedness with a greater sense of inner freedom. And yes, retreats are a vehicle that human beings have been using for thousands of years to practice doing just these things. To practice awakening more fully to a new and remarkable level of freedom. And hence the title of this weekend, Awakening to that Freedom. So this is a precious opportunity. A few days when you get the chance to practice being more fully awake, more fully human, more fully alive. And I'd really encourage you to make the most of this opportunity. And there's quite an art to doing that. There's quite an art to being on retreat in a way that enables it to be a time of awakening. And as some of you may have already sensed, a really valuable part of that art is slowing down. Those of us who, uh, who live in London know just how fast-paced urban life can get, but I don't think any of us living in the sort of Western society that we do can escape all the things that are encouraging us to speed up and to, to rush and to do lots of things at once. And one of the most helpful things you can do as you arrive on a retreat is to have the intention to slow down. And slowing down physically is just a great way to help your mind to slow down. So you have these days when you don't have any deadlines when you don't have anyone demanding that you do lots of things at once. When you can really just live more simply and more slowly. And so, as you walk around Gaia House or out in the gardens, and as you do what you do during the day by way of chores or bathroom or eating or queuing or washing up or whatever it is, 
Why not practice just doing it all a bit more slowly? And notice what happens. This is a rare chance to live simply. To do one thing at a time. And it's a great resolution to make at the start of a retreat to decide I'm just going to do one thing at a time. So when I'm walking, I'm just going to walk. When I'm cleaning my teeth, I'm just going to clean my teeth. When I'm eating, I'm just going to eat. And that's not how we normally live. And so that's a really, a really strong encouragement just out of kindness to your own mind and body to enjoy this chance to do one thing at a time. Because what that enables us to do is to be more fully present moment by moment by moment. And that's what we're practicing on this retreat. We're practicing being present. Being more present for our lives as they are in this moment. This is the way to awaken. And uh, some of you will know this word mindfulness, which we're going to be using, I guess, a lot on this retreat, like it's used a lot on pretty much every retreat you'll go on. And it's referring to this quality of present moment awareness. Being here now. And probably as you sit here at this moment now, you can notice just how challenging that can be. How, when you've come on a journey today, just notice how much your mind has a tendency not to be here now. And the art of being on retreat is learning just to keep bringing it back again and again and again. Each time you're noticing, you, you, you notice that it's, it's wandered off. And although on the schedule you've got, uh, you know, sitting and walking and sitting and walking, I guess you haven't seen the schedule yet, but the main rhythm of a retreat like this is sitting meditation, and walking meditation. And it can be tempting to think that these, the sitting and the walking, are the real bit of the retreat. This is what it's really about. But in terms of awakening to freedom, in terms of being here now, there's actually no moment between now and the end of the retreat that is any more important or any less important than any other moment. And the invitation on a weekend like this is to see if you can make the whole thing a meditation. See if you can be as present when you're washing up the dishes as you are when you're taking your steps in your walking or when you're practicing being aware of your breathing. So the art is to make every aspect, everything you do, 
to pervade that with this intention to be mindful, to do it with this intention to be here now, to be present for this moment too, not to have any sense of a hierarchy. And you'll find that the more you do that, the more the periods of sitting and walking can be quite seamless because you're not actually doing anything particularly different from what you're trying to do during the rest of the retreat. You're trying to be present throughout. And if you want to have a really difficult retreat, have lots of expectations about how you think it should be and how your mind should be. So if you come here thinking, right, I'm going to sit here and it's going to be blissful and my mind's going to be peaceful and calm throughout, well, you know, good luck. Uh, and you're going to have quite a difficult time if you've come with a fixed sense of how it should be. And, and one message I think we're going to give again and again is that this is not about having a certain sort of experience. It's not about your mind being a certain way, being peaceful or being calm. It's actually about something more accessible than that. I mean, your mind sometimes may be really peaceful and calm. But the intention is simply to be with however your mind and body are in this moment. And uh, if you can have that sense that actually it's not about getting to a certain place in terms of your mental state, it's about knowing how things are, being with it in the moment. So really letting whatever happens, whatever happens, be part of your retreat experience. And the, the real fuel of that is a quality of interest and curiosity. So asking yourself questions like, hmm, what's going on now? What am I noticing in my body right now? What are you noticing in your body right now? Where is my mind right now? Can you be interested in whatever's happening? I find myself using quite a lot of uh, the phrase dot 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 feels like this. So, boredom feels like this. Ah, pleasure feels like this. Feeling daunted about being on retreat feels like this. Feeling sleepy feels like this. Mind freaking out feels like this. Can you hear in that this quality of interest and curiosity? The sense of just allowing whatever's going on to be something which you bring into awareness, that you know, 
that you're awakened to rather than just being lost in it this is the real way to make uh, the retreat experience juicy to make it feel valuable to feel like it's something that uh, is taking you to a greater depth of freedom and we will come back to this again and again And um, one of the supports for this, one of the things that really enables that sort of uh, presence with your experience is the silence. I mean, listen to it. Again, for some of us, to have this quality of silence is, is quite rare. And um, it's worth noticing also what your history with silence is. For some people, they find silence, the silence of not speaking, that ethos. It brings back memories of being told to be quiet at school or that sort of thing. And just noticing if that's what you bring to the ethos of silence at Guy House. And seeing if you can practice relating to it differently. The Buddha called the silence that his monks uh, and nuns practiced noble silence, even ennobling silence. And it's worth, you can begin to sense why when you spend some time in a place like this. And we'd really encourage you to see the silence as part of the gift that you've given yourself by coming on this retreat. To see it as part of the freedom that you don't have to be generating words in the way that we tend to do relentlessly in our daily lives. To see it as something to savour even to to, to, to turn to, to open to, this quality of silence. And you'll find that the, um, the, old, uh, the old habits um, that, that keep us a little bit addicted to communication can, can take a little, they can die hard, as the saying goes. And so, I'd just like to give you some very specific requests about things like mobile phones that see if you can we would really encourage you and ask you to keep the mobile phone switched off this weekend there'll be all that temptation to text people and that sort of stuff but just as part of the gift you're giving yourself see if you can finish any business you have to do tonight and then keep the mobile off for until Sunday and that also, uh, that request also extends to, to interaction. Now it's going to be really tempting for those of you who've come with a friend or a relative to sneak into a corner and have a little chat about how it's all going. And again, we, we just really encourage you to make the most of this opportunity, this rare and precious opportunity to 
experience a quality of solitude in community where you don't need to do that. You'll get much more from the retreat form if you can hold to the silence. And yes, there are going to be, we're going to have some group sessions when we, we can have discussions together and there'll be questions and answers and that sort of thing. Um, so there will be a chance to talk between now and Sunday lunchtime, just in case that thought fills you with panic that you won't get the chance to talk between now and Sunday lunchtime. There will be some chances to do that. But we'd really encourage you outside those set part of the schedules, uh, set parts of the schedule, to hold to the noble silence and just explore what that's like. Make the most of, of being in this unusual form to do that. And also, generally, the encouragement is not to read, either. See if you can practice reading your own mind and experience, rather than that novel, or, or even that book on Buddhism that you may have brought with you. And also, as the managers may have said, um, if, to, to limit writing notes, just to writing notes to the managers or to us as teachers and not writing notes to each other, if that's okay. And one aspect of this that um, sometimes people find a bit difficult is the issue of eye contact. And um, generally in retreat centres there's a, there's a tradition of, of not making eye contact. People just generally looking down, again, to give people a their solitude. And there's no big deal about it. So, you know, it may be that you find it helpful just to uh, keep your eyes up and to sort of exchange a smile with somebody if your eyes do cross. But, but just notice if you're going out seeking that. You're just looking and hoping that people are going to look at you. And, and see if you can let go of that. And enjoy the eye contact when it happens. And don't take it personally if you see lots of people who are avoiding eye contact, because that's just how it is in this form. Again, it's part of the ethos of silence. And so as you can hear, this is all really about turning down the volume on the verbal aspect, the communication aspect of our minds, so that we can drop into a deeper level of our experience. <coughs> And yes, at times, this is going to feel a bit weird. Yeah. I mean, when we're all outside doing walking meditation, it looks like a scene from Night of the Living Dead. Uh, you may think, my goodness, what on earth am I doing here? And I'd really encourage you just to trust that this form of sitting and walking and of taking retreats is something that is an ancient and deeply trustworthy practice for waking up to a new level of freedom. It's simply about, that practice is simply inviting you to be with your life as it is in this moment. Nobody's going to be asking you to believe anything weird or strange or there's not going to be anything 
that's uh, no sort of special rituals and that sort of thing. It's just simply that. It's simply being with your life as it is. And the sitting and the walking and the whole ethos of retreat are simply a way of that human beings have found deeply valuable as a way of coming home to their own experience of awakening to a deeper level of freedom. And it's likely that at times this feels a bit difficult. You may well go through times when your mind state feels quite difficult to be with because of boredom or sleepiness or agitation or restlessness or a host of other visitors that will pass through the climate of your mind this weekend. And um, part of, uh, this is part of the point of the retreat because part of the process of awakening to freedom is to sense what stops us from being awake, what keeps us imprisoned, if you like, what keeps us asleep. And so we are going to be talking a bit about how to work with the distractions and the difficulties that arise in the mind. And as I say, there will be a chance to talk about those in uh, in groups and to raise any questions you have. But we also want to say that if, if at any stage in the retreat you're finding it really difficult and you'd find it helpful to have a chat with, with one of us, then please feel welcome to leave us a note on the, uh, the teacher's board and we'll try to, to find a time to meet with you on a one-to-one. Uh, we really do want to give you a sense that we're here to support and help each one of you make the very most and have the most beneficial experience that you can, can possibly have this weekend. And a, a final piece to say about uh, doing that is really to encourage you also to be your own best friend this weekend. I, I said earlier how if you want to have a really difficult weekend, the thing to do is to have lots of beliefs about how it should be and lots of judgments about how your mind is failing to meet your expectations. And of course the opposite of that, what I'm really saying is, see just how kind you can be to your mind this weekend. See if it's possible to practice as part of your awakening to a deeper freedom an unconditional friendliness with whatever is going on in your mind and body. sometimes described as an unconditional sense of humour. Not taking it all too seriously. Having a huge deal of patience. 
hearing the judgments that arise in the mind and being able to say, ah, judging feels like this. No need to believe it. Can I be deeply patient and kind with my own mind? If you did nothing else all weekend than practice having a friendly attitude to what's arising in your mind, your weekend would be very well spent. And so, the uh, part of the uh, the art of, of a retreat is to balance this quality of commitment, <coughs> which is constantly interested in what's going on. Oh, what am I experiencing now in my body? What am I experiencing now in my mind? to really balance that ongoing commitment throughout these, these days with this quality of kindness and acceptance and patience and letting go. And this really is the, uh, the way to make the most of these, uh, these precious days, hours that we have together. And I think Jake is now going to say something to us. like to welcome you here. It's very uh, nice to see so many people interested in this kind of practice. And I just have a sense of uh, appreciation, actually, of the willingness to come into what, for many of you, is an unfamiliar environment. courage to step into the unknown, that courage to be drawn to something which is actually very beautiful, is really, really something to be respected and appreciated. Already the sense of being able to bear, to be with that sense of it's strange, it's unfamiliar, how's it going to be, what's going to happen. And then life becomes something of, of an adventure, not something where we're stuck in our own little comfortable world. I think it's a very beautiful thing. One of the things that's very helpful as we come together to practice is to have a sense of the ethical guidelines that can serve and support us. 
This uh, meditation is not uh, an ethically or morally neutral activity. It's really, as Chris was saying, dedicated to help us live more kindly, more compassionately, and more wisely. And our ethical sense is both the start and the end of our meditation practice. By committing ourselves to behaving more ethically and more morally, we create the conditions where the mind can calm and we can look more deeply into life. And in doing so, the fruit of meditation practice is also more loving, more kind, more generous, more compassionate way of being, a more ethical way of being. And so we invite you to bear in mind, to reflect upon what's in the, in the Buddhist tradition called the five precepts, the five ethical precepts. And the first of which is to refrain from harming living beings. A sense of non-harming and non-violence absolutely runs through this practice. A sense of not harming the animals around us, including even the smallest little insects that we may be tempted to brush aside too carelessly sometimes. A sense of being non-harming to each other as we practice here. And a sense of non-harm to our own hearts and minds. And sometimes we're harshest on ourselves. So as you sit here throughout the weekend, having that sense of kindness, that sense of non-harming. The second ethical precept is to refrain from taking that which is not given. So again, this gives us a sense of safety here. As we're coming together, we can, if we have some possessions that we can perhaps leave in the room, that's okay, we can feel safe that nobody's going to come and take them or uh, take them away from us. And in ourselves as well, that gives us a sense of, of not trying to pull things towards us, not trying to be acquisitive, not trying to gain and hold on to things. But just a much more simple and contented way of being that doesn't need to grasp and hold on to and possess. The third precept in daily life is to refrain from sexual misconduct, uh, which really at its heart means not harming people through our sexual behavior. And in a retreat setting uh, this weekend, this precept becomes to refrain from any intentional sexual activity. And this is a very helpful precept in terms of 
allowing us to be still. Allowing us to respect the space that each other has to explore our life, explore our meditation. And again, it gives us a break, a rest from seeking pleasure outside of ourselves. And opens up that sense of perhaps discovering just a greater contentment. The fourth precept is to refrain from full speech. And again, on one level this is quite easy for us because we're going to be in silence, so we're not going to be speaking a great deal. Um, but again, in the in groups, uh, to have a commitment to being as honest and truthful as we can, it's very helpful. And also again in our own minds, the thoughts that will come up in our own minds, again, just having a sense of, do I need to believe that? Is that actually true? I remember when I first had uh, some silent retreat, I noticed quite a lot of thoughts. What's he thinking about me? Or what's she thinking about me? And all these kind of things. But then just reflecting, well, is this actually true? And our minds can throw up so many different thoughts and judgments and perceptions about what's going on. And just having a sense of a commitment to truth that says, well, you know, maybe that's not quite right. Maybe I don't have to believe every passing thought. And the fifth precept is to refrain from taking alcohol or any drugs that will cloud the mind. Um, this doesn't apply to any medicines that you're taking, so obviously please look after your health, your physical, mental health. If you have any medicine you need to take, it's very important uh, to keep taking that. But by putting aside uh, alcohol, drugs that cloud the mind, we're again showing this commitment to being present, to being aware, to being clear, and to looking deeply at our lives. So we put aside things that might obstruct that, or might cloud that sense of awareness and investigation. I really encourage you to see these precepts as tools for wise living. Things that we can reflect upon, things that we can really see what serves us, what way of behaving serves us, what way of behaving is harmless to ourselves and to others. So they're not so much externally imposed rules that we have to obey or rebel against, but a sense of reflecting. What's a wise way to live? to have a little wriggle. See some of you already doing that. <clears throat> um, 
Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the body and the body on retreat and posture. And uh, we'll, before I do that, we'll um, do a little moving, a simple moving um, together, moving our bodies. Um, and before, just before we do that, just uh, take a moment to just however you are right now just to just check in with yourself and uh, just see how how am I how is this not to really require an answer just kind of just checking in really and seeing how how is this and uh How's the old body doing? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, extending this kindness to our own bodies and the mind and, you know, just how it is. Yeah, it doesn't have to be any other way for us to be present and connected and as we go through the weekend I'm sure inevitably for most of us there'll be times when we are resisting and oh I don't want to and yeah, I'd rather stay in bed or whatever it is you know and just to really kind of embrace that that, that include that Include that, the moaning mind and the, you know, the uncomfortable and kind of whingy mind and that real sense of, of making, making friends with that. And the pleasant, the pleasantness. Maybe you can feel, you know, there's some pleasantness in the body. It just feels okay. You know, maybe as you go through the weekend, well, there'll be times when, ooh, yeah, that's equally to to extend this kind of hospitality to, to experience where perhaps habitually we tend to go, you know, you know, and then kind of push away or, or <laughs> grab hold of, you know, if it's kind of a, a nice thing, ooh, and then be kind of annoyed when we don't feel good anymore. And it's always this kind of hospitality, you know, and you... I don't know if you've had that experience where you, you, you have someone come and visit and you have this real sense like they can just come, you know, and stay for a while and then go and you kind of, you know, wish them well as they arrive and you're wishing them well while they're here and then you wish them well while you, and they go. It's having that kind of, it's what we're kind of, and it is a journey, it is, uh, it is a path, um, it is a practice. And so we're going to be sharing this space um, together with each other over the weekend. Bodies, bodies and minds, or mind, uh, in the house, in the garden. And again, this wonderful opportunity of a different kind of relationship to just being human beings together and a kind of intimacy and love that's possible 
in a way that perhaps you'll, you'll, you'll sense into that um, sense of community that doesn't depend upon I like that or about that person I like this or she looks nice or I don't like him because he whatever you know it, it's just it's just from us being human beings here there, there can be this sense of oh, when we've been when we let go of all the talking and the some of the you know noise that we have about ourselves and about other people so what we're going to do now is we're just going to move a little bit in the room and so it's kind of an opportunity to again just feel our body and see and maybe we can release a little tension tiredness and also to as we as we get up and gently just move into the into the space to really do that mindfully now let's let's really begin right now and keep going <laughs> and feeling the body getting up you know and standing and and, and then just being aware of the other bodies around um and um, with any of the movement, it's very simple. But if there's anything that if it doesn't feel right to do, please don't do it. And just do any movement which feels right for your body. You know that feels sort of okay for you. So do take care of yourselves. Um, it'll just be a few minutes, and then we'll uh, do a little on posture, and then we'll we'll end the evening with a, a short sit. So let's mindfully arise and please do spread out and um, give yourself kind of you know kind of that much space around you okay So, um, can you hear me at the back? Great, okay. She'll try and keep my, <clears throat> keep my voice up. Okay, so just with the feet um, roughly shoulder width apart, it doesn't matter exactly, with the, the feet facing front. And just initially, just standing. Oh, made the transition from sitting. Standing, have the eyes open or closed, just whatever feels comfortable right now. Just again, feel how the body feels. Whether there's tiredness or agitation, just noticing that and coming into contact with the floor. So, feeling the contact of the feet with the floor. And if you want to, you can just sway a little bit so you can feel the, the weight coming onto one foot and then onto the other one, just to help you to, to really feel that, feel that contact. Again, there's no, nothing that you should be feeling or experiencing, just however it is is fine 
You might want to go forward and back a little bit. And just feeling as you go through the center. And that center, just that area of, and then the middle somewhere where you can find a kind of balance. And just letting the shoulders hang down, have the knees bent slightly, and the neck and the straight and the chest kind of open. So just remembering how that feels, how the body is, and then we'll do some movement and then you can check in at the end and see if it feels any different. So um, we'll start just by doing some very gentle bouncing. So you keep your feet actually flat on the floor and you're just bending your knees. So your body is just jiggling on top and everything else is kind of loose. So your arm might find that your arms are kind of jiggling slightly and your head might be. So just actually consciously, you know, kind of let everything jiggle a little bit so you can feel that. You might leave your mouth open if you if you don't mind dribbling. And uh, you can just let it all bubble. That's okay. And let the belly, let the belly be belly. We welcome bellies on this retreat. <laughs> so let it all hang out. And uh, that's lovely, yeah. So just feel that. And um, um, how would it be to just go, I should jiggle, just breathe in and go, that's really good. You can stick out your tongue if you're feeling great. You can even flop a bit more and go really kind of. Maybe we should just do this all weekend. <laughs> okay, great. Now I'm going to keep the jiggling, but um, you're lifting your heels. So there's a kind of bumping. It's kind of a bit odd, but you feel that bump again contact the floor, bumping a bit. You can keep making noises if you like. Noise. <laughs> with the air. That's great. So bumping. And again, letting the arms, letting it all jiggle a bit. That's great. And so just letting that kind of stop a little, not spending too long in any of these areas. Oh. Feeling how it feels. Okay, now we're going to get some other parts of the body moving. So we're just moving our arms. And again, you can bend the knees a little so that there's some real sort of, you know, there's no correct way of doing this. It's just to get your arms kind of loosen up a bit and the shoulders loosen up a bit. And you can also give it like a swing, you know, when you're in a swing, it is higher and higher, but again, take care of your body. You do what your body wants to do. Let your head go a little bit with it, and you might even bend forward a little bit. Just however it feels like you can get a little bit of release. All right, that's lovely. Yeah. The arms are just gravity. It's just gravity doing this.
Okay, so just letting that come to rest. And we'll do some swinging and twisting. So just gently keeping the feet flat on the floor and just letting the body turn and letting the head go as well. And just trying to let the upper part of the body be as floppy as it can while remaining upright. Again, whatever you want to do with the breath, it's fine, just let it be how it is. Letting that come to come to rest. And then with your hand, gently but firmly, and again feeling however it feels right for you, we're just going to do some tapping of the body. So first of all, up and down the arm, that will include the shoulder. Just uh, as gently as firmly as feels this good. Up and down the outside and the inside. And then the other arm. Okay, from that, lifting this gently on the chest. And I'm gently on that soft, on the soft tissue here. Of, of, of kind of sending that energy like you've got sticky stuff on the ends of your hands and the other hand and that you're just kind of shaking off whatever you want to imagine you're shaking off something you've left behind or just how it feels kind of nice and you can also do it with your leg and your foot so you can just pick up one leg and just kind of give it a good shake taking care the other leg and then you can shake as much as you can if you want just the whole thing just the legs and the arms and the head and shoulders just ooh, whatever it is that needs to woof, just like, <laughs> if you want to make some sound you need to jump a little if that would help just let it all oh. 
feel uh, what that's doing, coming back into stillness a little. Okay, the breath has changed. Feeling the feet on the floor. Letting breath find its own find its own way back. So, just very gently and slowly, perhaps, let's um, mindfully walk back to our cushion or chair and sit down again. Just staying with how you are, how it is, like, dislike, ready to go to bed, whatever, whatever is going on, appreciation for your, for your participation, for your willingness to, to be here and to yeah, be willing to explore in perhaps a, a new way. So, with the body on retreat, I think often when we come on retreat, because we are leaving behind many of the activities and distractions of our lives, we can have somewhat the experience of bumping into the body. <laughs> but as we sit and walk, and we're not talking, and we're not doing very much, our bodies can become much more present to us, a much larger, in a way, part of our awareness. So some of that can be enjoyable, and some of it not so enjoyable. Some of it may be just energies and tensions that are just there in our life and we don't notice and when we sit down oh, there they are um, and some of it is very common when, when we sit cause, and still we're not used to it um, our body can tighten up and in ways that make us feel uncomfortable so just to be to know that's in a way part of the process and part of what we are working with and exploring and befriending and seeing if we can 
you know, in a way, have this sort of open curiosity about what it is to be a body, to have a body, to go on this journey of exploring experience of body and to um, perhaps hold somewhat lightly some of our ideas about bodies and what our body is and what, or what it should be and see if we can use this weekend as a way of, of in a way feeling our body from the inside how does it feel how does it how does it feel from the inside to have a body and for many of us this is you know quite a, a, a going to a country we've never been to um, so with the posture in the sitting meditation and, and I'll just very briefly mention a couple of things um, I, I think of it as a journey also that a sense of finding a comfortable posture it evolves so it may not be something that you feel you arrive totally into this weekend or it may be something you already feel like you've, you're very comfortable familiar with um, but that you can experiment so um, in this weekend between sittings you know you can feel free to get more cushions to try sitting in a chair if you want to alternate that's absolutely fine I think it's really important to emphasize that there is there's nothing kind of particularly special about sitting on the floor I mean it's lovely and it's part of the tradition but to feel really free to sit on a chair I know I have this sort of thing for a long time it's kind of not so cool to sit on a chair and it shows that I'm I don't know kind of a bit wimping out or something but sometimes I sit on a chair and it really it really doesn't make any difference um, so I really want to encourage you to sit in a chair if you need to um, with, if you're sitting on the floor um, a really helpful principle for most people is to have the um, pelvis or the bottom higher than the knees so that it basically means you have three points of contact you have your sit bones on the cushion and then you have your two knees um, and the same applies if you're sitting in the chair it's really helpful to have that sense of your sitting bones as one and then your, your knees, your feet on the floor are the other two points and this kind of triangular posture kind of base helps give a lot of steadiness and then we sit kind of, a, a kind of um, in, in, in that on that sort of secure base but you know again don't worry for now but you might experiment if you're sitting on a bench again you have the three points you have your two knees on the floor and your sit bones and then you can also sit um, like uh, some people find that really comfortable see that with the with your knees straddling two or three of the cushions so you can also try that it's very helpful you can see also I have a spare cushion for my my 
when I'm sitting cross-legged my front knee I have support for that because that helps me to stay more balanced because my hip's a bit tight um, with the spine again just simply if you're sitting in a chair or on the bench to have the feeling of, of uprightness and yet so you can be relaxed and again that can take some some finding and uh, again there'll be opportunities over the weekend for us to help you a bit more with that if, if you want um, so that you're looking for some place where you can be you know relaxed and alert and usually we recommend if you can not lean against anything unless you have some kind of medical a condition in which case you should talk to one of us and we can talk to you about that but yes to so that the back and the spine is, has space around it and that this, the pelvis slightly tipped forward is is often helpful if you can get a sense of that that it, it can help to to center things so hopefully that's enough just as a an introduction and again there'll be more opportunities to to ask questions um, tomorrow if you need to so we'd like to uh, end the evening with oh, okay yeah has anybody got any any practical questions about about that or about anything anything else might be a good time yeah I just want a cushion Sure, do you want to just go into the back? The oh, okay. Is that one enough for you for now? Or do you uh, want to yeah. There's plenty in the room at the back. Oh, sorry, you didn't know. Yeah, there's loads in there. Just, yeah, go ahead and grab, grab what you need. Is there any, anybody else? Anything they want to... Okay, so to just finish the evening, we'll have a short time in meditation and fuller instructions will be given at the uh, sitting tomorrow uh, at 9.30. So let's just sit together. Just feeling our bodies sitting here, now, in silence, sounds arise and pass. Allowing ourselves to be here 
just really welcoming, welcoming ourselves. of the body breathing the body breathing in the body breathing out just as it is it's being with the body just as it is being with this breath just as it is and the mind does its dance we drift off thinking about something we can just notice that so gently and respectfully and just come back this body this breath and this one <coughs> and this one
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.